Hello, and welcome back to Attack of the Queer Wolf. I'm Mark. I'm Michael. I'm Nay. Hey. We're the token show tune queens from Blumhouse, recording tonight from deep within one of Lauren Bacall's forgotten storage units in Pacoima, and we're buzzed from <laughs> drinking all her leftover high point instant coffee. Just look at that deep, rich color. Uh, hi. Uh, okay, so. <laughs> A, please what? don't pound on the table, Michael. <laughs> But I'm so happy. Uh, Pound on yourself. It's a a healthy alternative. Wow. Okay. Family podcast. All right, guys. If you're joining us for the first time, each week we'll pick a chestnut from the horror canon to discuss and decide once and for all where that movie lives on the Kinsey scale. We'll check out everything from splatter to supernatural, honor the worthy, worthy, and drag the rest. Uh, Joining us tonight, as always, is our intrepid producer slash incredibly demanding choreographer, Brennan. (laughs) Hi, guys. Hi, Brennan. Brennan just yelled at me. Just I'm the Kenny Ortega of this room. Oh, that's a good title. Wow. I like it. Bold. Mm-hmm. I'll Newsies. put it on my business cards. Newsies. It's so good. And, so, and High School Musical. And also High School Musical. Plus part. many others. Look, Zach Efron in High School Musical was very instrumental in me being where oh I am God. today. Mm-hmm. So let's, let's lay off. I saw on Twitter today that apparently the reboot of High School Musical is about a high school production of High School Musical. You're kidding. No. Oh my god. And, I, and I was like, this is the inception of or It's, it's of the town that did Sundown remake of High School Musical. Yeah, it's it was really like I reread the sentence like three times. Like I was like, what, 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 what? Is it just going to end with Zac Efron watching it like in the mouth of madness? Just like in the theater watching Like his face like covered in crosses yeah. and he's like in a straight jacket just yeah. like screaming. Ugh, mm. Ashley's Tisdale so going to do it, isn't she? <laughs> She's going to be the teacher in this one? Oh, absolutely. Welcome to Miss Tisdale's homeroom. Sorry, I'm done. <laughs> May talk. Oh, it's not important. It's just that my mom calls Zac Efron my new daddy. <gasps> Ooh, <laughs> I'm not kidding. She's mm. like, your new daddy, Zac Efron. Oh, wow. <gasps> yeah. He's like... Oof. Oh wow, Michael! Yum. Oh, okay, but like <laughs> his muscles have muscles now, so it's like kind of just like really like okay. For those of you at home, Michael just made a face that actually made Nate kind of go, "Oh my god!" Yeah. <laughs> What's he doing? Uh, let's talk about what we've been mm. reading, watching, etc. Nay, kick us off. Okay. Well, I went on a deep Office rewatch binge oh. the last week. American the original, or, American or UK? American. Mm. American. And, you know, the more times I watch it through, the more... This is an unpopular opinion, but Jim is an asshole. <laughs> He's a total asshole. <laughs> like, Jim is a fucking asshole. Does Pam deserve better? Yes. Yeah. I was only a casual yeah, viewer, so I, I watched can't really... the first six seasons, yeah. like, very religiously, like, watched mm-hmm. it live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's a good take on him today. Thanks. Like, looking back on that character, yeah, he was horrible to his office mate Mm -hmm. like literally harassed him daily yeah pine after the secretary who was like engaged (laughs) he's like pretty much a horrible human being yeah yeah just gaslighter Mm -hmm. bully such a bully bully Mm -hmm. well so jillian flynn's the office (laughs) (laughs) it really is yeah Let's cut a trailer. (laughs) Yes, for anyone listening who has the spare time, we would really love to see to see a Gone Girl recut of The Office. It's a trailer. Uh, Michael, what have you been watching? You know, I just totally blanked Um, stuff. Um, You know, what? I just feel like I just saw a movie and I can't think of the name of it. So yeah. (laughs) 
All right, well, <laughs> check it out. I've you been guys. watching Beat Bobby Flay a lot on Hulu, not uh-huh. queer, but um, I think I've said it a hundred times now that I like. I'm liking the uh, Escapist Fair these days. Mm-hmm. So I've been watching a lot of cooking stuff. So there, there I you mean, go. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Only gaslighting there are stoves. I, I enjoy oh. a chef. To, oh, boy. Oh. Hair all night. A long cane is coming out to drag Michael away. Not from that ain't no cane long enough. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, <laughs> what about you, Mark? Well, the only thing that I've really been kind of obsessing over is uh, the uh, Suspiria remake or Suspiria mm. Everything. You don't say. Uh, the new trailer <laughs> got me pregnant. Um, the Tom York song I have listened to. I did a fucking dream ballet to the Tom York song with my dog. Jesus Christ. I am so ready. I am so ready. I, it's just, this is my Avengers Infinity War. Did this you see Mother? Watch. Huh? Did you see Mother? I did. I saw it in the Cinerama Dome. How did you fall on the Mother reaction scale? I fall on the Mother reaction scale in the sense that I understand people who have a violent reaction, negative reaction to mm-hmm. it. However, Seeing it with an audience that clearly had no friggin' idea around the <laughs> midpoint what the fuck was happening and where it was going was exhilarating. I found myself cool. watching the audience as much as I did the movie, and I had a big stupid grin on my face the entire time. I didn't care whatever flaws were. The movie was not about narrative cohesion. It was about huge, giant, big ideas mm-hmm. that are messy, and um, I just love the audacity I of it. I just asked because of uh, there's already the comparisons, too. Really? Not in the not in the tone or anything like mm-hmm. that. I think it's just so far the reactions out of what was it? <clears throat> out of Venice, Venice were basically I think fifty fifty, oh. and I think it was like very like so you know love it <clears throat> or hate it. Mm-hmm. So I was just curious to know because I have a feeling that's going to be the same way, same reaction with Suspiria when it comes out. My body is ready. I'm ready for it. I really hope that the, the you really you really don't care. You're just like Bleh. this looks dumb. No, I was imagining you sitting in a theater, mm-hmm. smiling at people, just like looking around <laughs> like a creep, yeah, like a creeper being the like. Movie. I mean, I wasn't making eye contact with people. I wasn't like looking at them like you like it. Like I wasn't like <laughs> what do you think? Hi, <laughs> are you seeing that movie on that screen? Hi, I like movies too. No. <laughs> no, but I mean, I was like, Can I was looking at like people were just sort of staring slack jawed yeah. at the screen, and I was like kind of getting a kick out of the fact that this was the first movie to come along in a, a long time that was mass distributed by a major studio to really just pull the rug out from under you right. in terms of, uh, I don't know, narrative. Uh, you know, you go to movies now and you pretty much know what to expect. Right. You already know. You know the beats. If you saw the trailer for something and you went yeah. to see it, it's because you're like, I'm, I'm paying to have this experience. And Mother was like, nope. <laughs> nope, sorry. Like you're 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 on a ride. You're going on a slide, you know. And Brian went and saw it and he he like loved it and his friend Sean had like a very physical yeah. reaction to it with like pure hate. Yeah, like, and I during I, the movie. I get it, but it's also like I feel like a movie like Mother is is it's really a litmus test for people who think that movies should do what they want them, they to do, them to do versus movies taking you sort of taking you out of a, a comfort zone, mm. whether it's, you know, this is going to be, it's going to be grand no matter what. Oh and God. I can't wait for it. And I hope Tilda Swinton theory is true. Oh my God. She's wearing man. that, that giant like red caftan. She's like, give yourself to the dance. I'm like, Hey, okay. And I love Dakota Johnson. <laughs> she's I don't so care what great. anyone says. She's amazing. She's so so I'm good. so happy that she's in this. Oh my God. Every time I saw 50 shades of gray movie, 
and every, she was on screen. I was just like, she's making it work. I don't know. Every time. Yeah, right? How many? No, I mean, like, every, how many times oh, I did saw, you see it? No, I saw the first two. I didn't see oh, the third one. I thought you meant, like, But he saw them each <laughs> Like, I just, like, You're like, times. every time I went to see it. I would, like, gather all my cats and be like, it's time. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, it's time to watch it again. Like, <laughs> time to sit down, guys. It's Fifty Shades yeah. Fiction time. Mm-hmm. My favorite is the second one where she's, like, she has a line. She looks at him. She's like, "You are not putting that in my butt." <laughs> Spoiler alert! An actual line. Spoiler alert! He, he didn't. I know. I'm sorry, guys. I have that butt like, sticker. But it's a testament to Dakota Johnson that she 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 makes that 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 work. I mean, the moment, not the thing. That you know, like that's yeah. anyway. Whatever. I don't know. You know. Does he I, have a big thing? I don't know. Do we ever show see it. his thing? No. Oh, so boring. I mean, I never you know. bothered seeing those movies. Same. I know. Well, you know, those movies, I guess, for, for people that don't understand Pornhub or, I don't know. Red Tube. Oh, Red Tube. I know. I got, I got those down. <laughs> I should have mentioned that in what I was watching this week. <laughs> yeah. Just some really? DP yeah, action. Getting gangbang DP. Okay. Mm. Yeah. I mean. That's what I was watching a lot of. <laughs> What about La Casa de las Flores? Because you watched some okay, after recording Okay, I literally watched so little of it and then went right uh, to the gangbang porn. <laughs> and the office, apparently. And the, yeah, I, don't, I was just flipping, shuttle between porn. flipping back and forth between the office and gangbang porn. <laughs> I mean, that's basically what La Casa de las Flores is, <laughs> but close enough. Hey. I'm just, I'm just, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. I know. I, I, it'll, it'll happen. Okay. It'll happen. <laughs> All right. You know what? Let's keep this gorgeous train moving. And, uh, <laughs> Brendan, would you be so kind as to play the trailer for today's episode, which is 1981's Edward Bianchi crapster piece, The Fan? <laughs> With pleasure. Thank you. Oh, I haven't heard the trailer yet. Oh, thank you. Ooh. Rushing for an eight o'clock curtain every night means giving up a lot of things. My coffee isn't one of them. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Brennan. What? This like, is a high point coffee commercial. It is. Actually, not to derail it completely, but do you want to hear a compilation of best of high point clips from Bet your ass we do. Okay. Okay, so, uh, so just from context for those not in the know. Lauren Bacall, uh, basically in the early 80s, was shilling for instant coffee called High Point, which... It was decaf. It was decaf, and basically every commercial was her going like, I'll probably die if I have <laughs> caffeine, so thank God I drink this. I've had 12 cups already, like Same. anything. So th- this I is, need this to poo. Yeah. <laughs> this is my high point super cut. I'm enjoying life today more than I ever have, and I live it to the fullest. Maybe because I finally learned how to pick my pleasures, like coffee. Around here, we don't like coffee. We love it. I don't need caffeine. I'm active enough, thank you. Clearly. I'll tell you a secret. <laughs> Caffeine sometimes makes me tense, and tension can show on your face. Flavor that's full of life. I like that. Her voice hurts mm. me. I love it. Mm. <laughs> oh. oh. Oh my God. It's a coffee lover's dream. Mm. My she... favorite time of day is night. <laughs> episode title oh my okay, yeah. lord was she drinking that through her vagina she's oh, so happy my favorite time of day is night god damn it that's wait a, fuck who, this movie let's who listen to these wrote the copy for that commercial no one that person is a genius <laughs> that was just her they just turned on a camera they and they're like go ahead and they just gave her some she's caffeine like pouring yeah. coffee like, all over it. herself yeah. Yeah. she just stares at the camera she's like my favorite time of day is night they're like you know this is a coffee commercial right <laughs> okay so yeah sorry here's the actual trailer for the fan here we go dear miss ross 
I know of all the famous men in your life, but I adore you as no other ever has. He's Lauren Bacall's number one fan. Sally, he's driving me crazy. Just ignore him from now on. He's harmless. Now, he'll do anything to get her attention, even murder. My darling, it was over very quickly and I feel glad because I never wanted her to suffer. The important sure. thing was to get her out of the way so that we could be together. It's nice to with a psychotic, potential killer. Am I safe, Inspector? Hello, Sally. I don't want to have to kill you. At the age of 50, I'm about to burst upon the world in a musical. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who hasn't said that before? You know, who hasn't been there? Mm. Oh, at the age of 50. Um, okay, let's do our nervous breakdowns. Nay, you want to kick us off? All right, so my shady summary. Mm. This movie is a love triangle between two dykes. Sorry, Lauren McCall and her ex. Those are some dykes. <laughs> they got divorced. They stayed best friends. And then they got back together. This is the largest gay relationship in this movie. So okay. it's a love triangle between two dykes who got divorced, but remain best friends to eventually get back together and an obsessed fan of the celebrity lesbian in the relationship. Oh, interesting. Lesbian yeah. classic, the fan. Yeah. All right, Michael. Uh, watch a repressed man stalk a woman that he actually wishes was his mother. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mine is uh, the fan. Imagine the bodyguard, but no one can sing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you always fucking have good ones. Yeah, it's annoying. Yeah. Open this Lacroix. <sighs> right in the mic. Right in the mic. Oh. Ooh. 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 I felt this it. I just had a coffee ASMR. one like Lauren Bacall. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, for our friends at home, this is going to be spoiler heavy. So if you want to have a spoiler, a, a, a clean viewing of the fan, we highly suggest you pause this and come back when you're done. But and travel back in time and see it. For those of you who are so gay that you've already seen this multiple times or don't care, um, the, f- <laughs> <laughs> the fan. Uh, goes as follows. Gorgeous and insane faggot Douglas, Michael Bean, <laughs> is obsessed with Broadway star Sally Ross, Lauren Bacall, writing her lever- letter after fawning letter. But when he's cock-blocked by Sally's secretary, her ex-husband, and the cops, Douglas resorts to extreme measures to get close to his idol as she prepares for the opening of her new musical, Never Say Never. What's a Stan have to do to get a follow-back from his all-time queen around here? <laughs> oh, all right, so... <laughs> Thanks. Um, so should, should I uh, run down a few general facts about the fan before yes, we please. open it for discussion? Okay, the fan uh, is based on a 1978 book by Bob Randall. Uh, it was epistolary, meaning it was written in letters and telegrams and stuff like that. Um, and the fan was mostly dismissed by the people who made it right off the bat. Uh, Lauren Bacall herself said that she wasn't super comfortable with how bloody it got, which I mean, you know, look studio for, interference. It, well, yeah, exactly. Um, but even for a big budget. Uh, Big budget star vehicle. It was nine million at the time. Yeah, in yeah. in 1981, the fan would be considered violent. Uh, it was protested pretty forcefully upon its release, thanks to the real life stockings of Jodie Foster, Jane Seymour, Larry Hagman, and Jacqueline Bisset. Not to mention the actual murders of Sharon Tate, Dorothy Stratton, and John Lennon. Uh, the fan was seen as exploiting these stories, which uh, it is. <laughs> and, <laughs> but you know, to be fair, Bob Randall's book was written you know before sort of stalking really became like at least more. More prominent and visible uh, to the uh, the mass public. Um, so, guys, what do you think of the fan? <laughs> 
I really. really <laughs> <laughs> it's like everyone's like choosing their words so carefully. I liked carefully. it a lot until yeah. the very last like two minutes. I had a lot of fun. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. It is kind of a blast. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, I have a lot of notes here that I, I mean, was like literally taking as I watched it. So it was like a stream of consciousness. Oh, interesting. Um, what were what were your what were your the big things that like popped out for you? Well, I mean, uh, well, two things really popped out for me is the inspector. That's mm-hmm. not an American term, is it? Like. Are the cops in New York City ever called an inspector? I mean, the whole movie, I kept being like, "Did a Canadian write this?" Like, it just kept throwing me that she kept saying, "The inspector's here." What are you trying to say about Canadians, Michael? <laughs> so much. Okay. Um, I mean, I just yeah. I mean, it was just a really interesting. My biggest thought was, I just kept. I, I don't know. I just wanted more musical numbers. I mean, I the, wanted more. The musical numbers are <laughs> spectacularly. Um, confusing <laughs> they're so confusing they're they're just like i i don't know i mean look uh, the, in a literal sense i think the movie's a failure right it's like the grease two of slasher movies yeah i mean it, you know that has it has a, <laughs> it has that quality uh you know it wouldn't read as exploitation if it took the time to examine how like the star system leaves celebrities vulnerable to you know getting you know violent right Lunatics, you know, like if it shows how that lifestyle can lead you to meeting people or letting people into your life uh, that are, you know, that are that are dangerous. bad for you, dangerous, yeah. exactly. And um, you know, this movie's like, you know, this guy's crazy because gay, <laughs> right? Like, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's what we're finding to be a common theme among some of the movies we're discussing. Yeah. Well, that's what's fascinating to me about about the fan is that the the big sort of takeaway of the movie is that. They're like, this woman is being stalked by a man who will stop at nothing to possess her. Right. But we don't want him to really possess her. We want to make sure that he's like going to the Y and cutting up, you know, hot guys who just finished playing squash and also he's going to go the to one gay that bars. Blew him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, or the one that blew him on a rooftop. And it's like, it's very strange to me, like the mixed messaging of the fan in the sense that. You know, it would be enough for just a young man who's obsessed with Lauren Bacall and is just like, whether it's like a mother fixation or like a romantic fixation, but just to want to be close to her. And yet they just keep muddying the waters with this sort of homo means crazy subtext. And I just wanted to know what you guys um, sort of made of that. If it bothered you or if you just had fun with it and you just didn't give a shit. Well, when he, <laughs> when he went to blow the guy on the roof, mm. or get blown, get blown. Yeah, sorry, not the same. Details, get, details. Get blown. Um, <laughs> I was thinking while they were like cruising each other, one how jealous I was that that was so easy. He so like, easy. Sat a beer down next to homeboy. I know that was like away. he really did. Like all he did was just like clunk. I'm like oh, eye contact. And he happened to get like the, the guy that was like the closest in height and yeah. looks yeah. and yeah. Hair and color. Just the roof. I mean, mm. I wonder what bar would that was. That must have been a real gay bar, but yeah, pretty easy. Yeah. But I also, <laughs> I felt like it just felt like that was his most accessible. Who he could kill right then? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. Know. I wondered if the, I wondered a lot during the movie if they even realized what they were doing. 
I bet they were like, oh, we're doing it as this guy will do anything at all costs to get this woman. And it's like, mm, he's gay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, look. I, and it, like he's fixated on this woman either as a means to bury his homosexuality mm-hmm. or to fill some void with his mommy issues. Yeah. Something, you know, but it is, it's money. It's very money because it's like, what, what was his motivation here? Like love is what they say, but it's just like it. Yeah. It, mm, love is not wanting to fuck someone with a meat cleaver. Right. Probably. Right. Like maybe, <laughs> maybe not. You're saying, like, I'm going to go on a dear I don't want to kink shame nobody. Okay. <laughs> But, but, but dearest um, bitch, dearest bitch, dearest bitch is a really is an all timer. It's, it's the best start to a letter ever. It's really an all timer. Um, <laughs> look, and that's the thing about the movie, right? Is that the movie bitch. is the movie is kind of great because it's so deliriously stupid in terms of like it has no idea like why this character is obsessed with. Yeah. Um, Sally, Sally Ross. Sally Ross. My favorite thing about the plays that she's doing—they sound like things that like. Lauren Bacall said to like a PA when she was like pissed off, like you know, like the, when, at the beginning. And there's she's in a play called write like that in there. right, write it in. like in the first scene, she's in a play called it's called Tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> like oh, you know, Miss ba- <laughs> Miss Bacall, could you just you know, could we just have you for five more minutes? It's called Tomorrow. <laughs> yes, Miss Bacall, I'm That's so sorry. A great title for a play. Yeah, exactly. And then you know, the last one's like. Nava say nava, which I don't know what she would say that I to, was but it like, just sounds like something she would toss off. She, like she, she probably like, said it to her ex. Yeah, she flips a she cigarette. They'll get back together. Never say never. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I kept laughing <clears throat> at all the titles because it reminded me of Seinfeld and all the fake titles they would have in that oh. show that were always so amazingly lame. a little purple and yes. over the top and like. Yeah. Like Death Blow was like the action movie that they always would get, like they would talk about, or like Sack Lunch was like the family comedy. <laughs> the best is the poster for that was a family inside a giant brown paper bag. <laughs> so I just kept thinking about that and like how clever it was a Seinfeld, but you know, with this movie, this was like the final choice of many options, and they're like solid. I could see that on a marquee. Never say never, you know, like. Never say never. It really does. Yeah, you could see Elaine and Jerry lining up to see Never Say Never. And then, like, yeah. after the show, they'd be like, What was that? But, like, the producers of the fan thought that was, like, a very solid title of the show. In the oh, movie. they yeah. were like, We hit gold. It's no, gold, they were, baby. They were like, That sounds like Broadway, right? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, boy. Um, so much. Uh, what's this movie to me? Do you guys feel that this movie feels like the the conclusion of sort of the hag horror cycle that began in the sixties. And I, I use the term hag horror, not pejoratively just as no, like I, sort of the common kind of, I actually read an article term. today about the movie and they called it hag exploitation. Yeah. And I was dying. Cause I was like, Oh my God, that's so it. Yeah. And it is, I think it is the end of that era. And it, uh, Paramount tried to 80 slasher it up at the same time. Yeah. They, yeah, they were trying yeah. to cover it. Like, I mean, you have legend, Maureen Stapleton. The entire cast. In the movie. The entire yeah. cast is a, is pretty, pretty great. great. Yeah. Um and but I mean Maure- Maureen Stapleton. My god. She the one, okay, that year she won an Oscar for Reds which She did. Yes, which <laughs> by the way if so you've funny. never seen Reds, you have to see Reds. It's an amazing movie. She won an Oscar for that playing Emma Goldman, but I mean they have Maureen Stapleton in this movie and it's just like what if 
we took the sweet old lady from Cocoon and cut her face on the platform for the seven train. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, really? If you watch that scene, you're just like, Jesus, really? This is what they're doing to her? I'm curious to know, like, what was reshot or added? Um, because there was two screenwriters credited, I believe, and I believe there was a woman and a man, and I believe the woman was rewritten. There was, I think, I think that this movie went through a pretty torturous uh, development process. And I know in post it went through a ton of stuff, too, because Friday the 13th was a huge hit the year before. Right. So, <laughs> more blood! Right, so let's like dump a bucket of blood mm. on um, Brennan was so kind as to dig up the book, The Fan, wow. and then not only to read I'm it, a but true fan. Flag, the, <laughs> flag the parts with um, little bookmarks that say, and I quote, gay shit. Um, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so it's not as frequent in the book. Um, it's about as frequent as it is in the oh, movie. Oh, really? It's at least three, in, in the terms of when there are gay characters. I only see three it. gay shit marks. Well, it seems to come mostly uh, towards uh, the, the, the conclusion. Yeah, yes. Um, but I was wondering, uh, perhaps I could read to you a few choice passages. I just noticed Nay's sweatshirt. Like, how did I not notice that gay 20 minutes shit in ago? The room. Sweatshirt is <laughs> fucking amazing. Yeah, shout out to Massive Gay. <sighs> Anyway. For their gay ass sweatshirt, it's so great. Yeah. I love that their nipples are like close, like are about to kiss. The They're yeah. staring at each other. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's good. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have to take a little picture. Yeah, we'll post this. On we'll post yeah. this one, you Nipple guys. Kisses. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, June first, nineteen seventy six. Dear Sally, I have just had one of the most delightful afternoons thanks to you, and I simply had to sit down and write my favorite bitch all about it. <laughs> It all started last night when I went to dinner at local eatery, the Golden Spoon. The food is, at best, undistinguished, but the ambiance is pleasant enough, and the price is not unduly high. As I was sitting there dining on a somewhat overdone cheeseburger and soggy french fries, my gaze happened to wander to two gay boys sitting nearby. The word gay is in quotes. Why these, to be fair, he does do that a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just for most words, like, blender. <laughs> you put blender <laughs> like you put blender in quotes? In quotes? I mean, I made that up, but uh, like, oh, um, I, I bought it because I was like, "God, that's fascinating." What's no, that about? <laughs> sorry, not not to cut in super. Qu- I, I didn't mean to, he's just not like necessarily demeaning gays. He is. Oh, interesting. But he does a lot because he likes to act like he's superior when he's using like the local language, where he's like, Duck-a-dum. as they say, "I took a taxi cab." Right. Like in quotes, he does it a lot. Very superior. High high regard. That's a, a mark of a social about high self regard. Uh, why these degenerates are called gay is obvious. They chattered away like deluded magpies. Their voices shrill and all too animated. Of course, their hands moved in unison with their speech, so that they had the appearance of fluttering southern bells. This guy is so jealous, right? It sounds popping. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> bells, bell. Goldman. I have to talk with my hands in my pockets. It's unfair. Oh my god, what a sight these perverts were, and what a splendid idea they gave me. Uh, and then I will have sex with them. I, <laughs> probably. Um, oh my god! There's like the big the big takeaway from the book is that um, in the film there is an an extremely unconvincing conclusion with um, that part. The last two minutes. Nay, can you describe why you don't like the last two minutes so that I might understand and maybe see if it's the same reason I hate it? Well. I- it was just really disappointing. I thought once the writing crop came out that, it, you know, I was like, okay, it's about to get real gay. There's mm-hmm. a writing crop. <laughs> <laughs> I can finally turn off Red Tube. I, I just wanted. <laughs> yes. I just wanted 
some like <clears throat> high level manipulation mm-hmm. out of Sally. Mm-hmm. You know, it's fairly easy. Yeah, and then just like a much more epic death, and then just like I mean, st- this a puncture wound to the neck. Yeah, it's not a game, but I just. I just wanted more. I know. There was so much buildup. You know, the part that really drives me crazy about the conclusion is that, you know, there's, uh, he like hits her and then she turns away and she's like facing away from him for a while. And then she turns around and she's like, yeah, nothing but a little boy, blah, blah, blah. You know, and she does this like whole. Do the best voices. (laughs) That does not sound like Lauren Bacall. I don't care. I love it. I sound like the mother in Psycho. Um, (laughs) But like, she she just like dresses him down and he's like, oh my God, I can't believe she just dressed me down. And then she like stabs him and that's it. My thing is, is like, if you're going to fucking end this movie in a Broadway theater, why the hell are you not on the stage doing this? Why doesn't the showdown end up on the stage instead of in front of a set of chairs? Yeah. And then she puts him in one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, first of all, yeah, she <laughs> stabbed him and she dragged him up. <laughs> like, you lifted up his dead weight. <laughs> and then she's hanging out like in front of the stage. After him. Yep. I was like, did she check in his pocket for his ticket stub to be like, oh, this is your seat. Here, let me <laughs> drag you back. Oh, you were an A too. Sorry. Now, the movie has a lot of problems, but I'm willing, this is my, my hot take is that if the movie had had the uh, the bravery, or I don't know, the brazenness to end the way the book does, which is that she dies. Oh, cool! He kills her, oh. and that's it. Um, the end. The end. That the movie would leave you with like a holy shit. Yeah, and it might be remembered more fondly. But that ending, which is just so kind of like I had my Broadway opening and I was triumphant, and I also <laughs> killed my stalker. And everything's high, fine, and give me my high point diamonds. coffee. And it's just so like. <laughs> Give me a fucking break. Should do a sequel to this where she like does a musical based on the experience. <laughs> um, the other thing is it's called Dearest Bitch. Yeah, Dearest <laughs> Bitch, the, the fan. <laughs> Previews begin at the booth. <laughs> based on my life shattering experience. Oh god. Um, but yeah, they should. The thing is, is the whole movie. I never felt she was in danger, Mm-mm. like ever. Not really. You know, because he, like, really, I mean, yeah, he was, like, looking at her outside her building and, like, watching her get into cars and, like, showed up at her dance routine and stuff, but, like, or at her rehearsal. But they never really crossed paths until the end. Like, yeah, he was, like, he always ran away whenever she was around. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, like, I never felt any danger. And it could have been a good exploration of, like, like you said, like, a 50-something woman going through a transformation in life in many ways while also having this like psychopath after her, but mm-hmm. they focused on him like half the mm-hmm. movie. It's true. I'm like, I have no interest in this guy. He's not threatening either because he's like in my face 24 um, seven. It just, it was a weird movie. It was like a, it was like a two handed movie mm-hmm. between the two characters and it just made no sense to me. Mm. Yeah. I was just like, how scared are you? If one, you're at where did she go when she like got away and she was like alone in the house in the she rain. was like here i am in cape cod and i was like oh I was okay like, yeah. we're in cape cod i was now. like you don't even <laughs> you don't even have the blinds pulled you're worried about a stalker but she was drinking by oil lamp light and that like gave me like oh my God. Yeah. so i'm like you're not that scared you pull, you just pulled your blinds once you heard someone outside i would have had that house already well prepared. that's the best part okay. is she hears somebody outside she walks to a window pulls the blinds and then turns the lights off like no one's here yeah, i hated that <laughs> it's like what are you doing that also went back to her house and slept after, after a murder, murder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and she made the woman from 227 or was she on amen i think she was on amen like sleep on the tiniest yes. cot 
We have the policewoman who's there to, like, yes. protect her. Who so got, like, where knocked was out. she sleeping in the alcove like Joey on Full House? I like, don't know. <laughs> and, this is the, and, and this is the thing. This is why the fan is so great, is camp, yeah, right? Because it's, it's like you can't camp. take it seriously for a second. And it absolutely is guilty of uh, completely sensationalizing, you know, like an actual problem that has resulted in – that resulted in many – Actresses, predominantly actresses, yeah. getting brutalized. I mean, so, yeah, the one I always think of, the person I kept thinking of during this was, um, shit, I forget the actress's name, but Rebecca my sister Schaefer. Sam. Rebecca yeah. Schaefer. Is that her name? Rebecca Schaefer? Rebecca Schaefer, Schaefer is okay. it, yeah. Yeah, I kept thinking of her. Ugh. That poor, poor girl. Yeah, it's awful. There Did you ever hear about a, that? I don't think so. Do you remember the sitcom My Sister Sam? It was on in the mm-hmm. late 80s. So she was like a young actress, and she had a stalker, and he killed her in her doorway of her apartment in West Hollywood. Yeah, after and after like she changed, had like repeatedly asked for police protection yeah. and stuff like that, and, and just it led nowhere. It, it and, resulted in a lot of I think laws being changed locally. Yes. but then again, like they're still not tough enough. Well, know? thank God the internet solved all of that. Yay! <laughs> okay, uh, is uh, is everyone cool if we uh, move along to the kind of game slash discussion that I sort of devised yeah. with Brennan for this? Okay, so Hot love baby tonight. Well, d- thank you for that uh, <laughs> intro because. As we uh, have described now, uh, Sally Ross, uh, as she's being socked, is stalked, is, well, is, as she's being socked, uh, <laughs> uh, is, is building up to the opening of her Broadway musical, Never Say Never. Now, um, I want to uh, have a little discussion. We're going to recap uh, the scenes from the musical that we do get to see in the fan. And then That's I'm going the movie to, I want. And then I'm going to, yeah, no, no shit, right? And then I'm going to open it up uh, to everyone so that we can actually figure out what the fuck the musical Never Say Never is actually about because I can't figure it out. It's, it seems Was like the insanity. The guy from that musical, her boyfriend, midway through the movie, by the mm. way, the one that gets killed in the pool. In the novel, yes. Oh. Ugh, I just kept like being like, what is, and his, like, his intensity to get in that fucking pool at the YMCA, (laughs) the way he runs across the street and runs into the building, literally ripping his clothes off as he like dives in the pool. I I needed to bring that up because that was one of my favorite scenes, especially because they brought, the killer brought, um, his Swiss army knife like out of his little tiny bathing suit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) As one does. Yeah. As one does. Listen. Uh, Hottie Michael Bean though. You've been to Equinox. Let me tell you, you better have your straight razor Mm -hmm. and your speedos. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so Never Say Never opens with a number called A Remarkable Woman. And um, just to set the stage for viewers at home to remind them, um, basically what it looks like is a bunch of chorus people in prom formal wear all hanging on different kinds of scaffolding, <laughs> singing about Sally Ross, who's about to come out like in a, a shiny yeah. pinstripe white suit. Like a zoot suit. And they're all just basically singing about how great she is. Brennan, take it away, please. Yeah, and isn't it the set from American Idiot? Probably. Okay, here it is. I'm going to turn it up. Doing it 
Not a bit. <laughs> Just incredible pace. Don't go back to my place unless you're incredibly fit. Gorgeous. Uh, okay. <laughs> sound? Sorry, yeah. that sounded? Then squirt. That, that <laughs> was like a literal squirt. That was him washing his face. It cuts to that. No, no, no. Don't take this away from me. It's everyone actually, in the theater having a it's giant It's everyone bow. in the audience squirting at the same time because <laughs> yeah. it's, it's so good. <laughs> it was such a big one. They all <laughs> That's why you could hear it. Um, okay. <laughs> I just um, thought of that happening. The next number involves, I guess, a sex policeman singing to prostitutes or sex workers uh, about something about being in Paris and there's no love in Paris? Oh, shoot. I don't have that one. Oh, God. I, I think I can perform it, though. Podcast canceled. <laughs> okay. Well, you know what? It's it's it, All you guys at home need to know that is that it's bad. It's very bad. <laughs> Do you remember any of the lyrics? No, I don't. And it's like... In Paris. Yeah. And that's the whole song. Oh, that's <laughs> right. No love in Paris. She'll find no love in Paris. I don't know. Shit, okay. I'm so sorry. Then, then it's such a, no wonder you don't have it. It's like literally 10 seconds. And it okay. doesn't have Lauren Bacall going. And it also doesn't. Uh. Right. Well, okay. Speaking of <laughs> Lauren Bacall going. Uh, um, the, the next number there. involves what I think is like a rotating bed or a circular yes. bed. It was a clam bed. Okay. It's a so giant, beautiful. giant bed. <laughs> was it a shell bed? It's gorgeous. No fewer than four chorus boys in, I guess, dance belts are oh, writhing. Super straight. Right. <laughs> writhing. Writhing around Writhing. Um, yeah. As uh, she sings a number which we at least have entitled Hot Love Baby Tonight. <laughs> Tonight. Love baby tonight. <laughs> no love baby tonight. <laughs> I'm okay. I don't even. She just talks. Oh boy. And then uh, finally, the uh, big closing number is uh, Lauren alone on stage with a cigarette because literally any excuse to smoke in this movie is really she takes it singing a song called Hearts Not Diamonds seriously what was the cigarette budget on this movie oh my god this is the best <laughs> Razzie nominee this is a long opening it sure is it's six more minutes long oh. <laughs> no here we go here we go when the noise dies down <laughs> I just like watching me all the songs <laughs> are When the world's caught the last bus home When the swing has swung And thoughts of hearts And diamonds Start running through my mind But why? Yeah. Diamonds seem to cling to me What is she, what is she talking <laughs> about? Get left behind oh. I always chased those diamonds oh. But I thought they clung to you I would shine Hearts were not, not my strongest suit <laughs> So you were never more <laughs> My favorite part Oh wow, okay So um, guys Based on these snippets, I need you guys to help me out here. What is this? What is this musical about? It. She's like, I'm good at making money, but I'm not good at making love. Oh, for sure, that song. Yeah. I'm talking about the whole show. Well, that I mean, I, I mean, think it's that like, is what it's about. yeah. <laughs> well, okay. Well, sure. 
But what's the plot? Mm. I just really wish I knew why he was obsessed with her. <laughs> I, like, I'm not saying she's not worthy He's, like, of it. refusing to even address the question. She's just, like, does not compute. I'm sweating. Does not compute. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> but not, like, seriously. But really. <laughs> Michael, what is Never Say Never about? I mean... I don't know because the lyrics to the music don't go along with the title of the musical. Yeah, never would say it, never. Would it help if I told you the title of the show in the book? Yes. Oh, the book has a different title. The book has a different title, and the title is "Hold On to Your Butts." It's called "And So I Bit Him." The fuck? <laughs> she a vampire? And so I bit That's him. That's all I got. Mm. I mean, I'm assuming it's about a, a woman pining after a man. I I guess maybe it's supposed to be like mirroring her relationship with James Garner in the movie. Ooh, um, based on the costume or like the first costume she wears, which is like sort of like a Nathan Detroity pinstripe, it's like a zoot suit. Zoot suit. Yeah. Um, I sort of went like I kind of ran with it, and I was just <laughs> like, I think this is a, the obviously, obviously, this is about Sally plays a rich, demented woman who has kidnapped. <laughs> a lot of young nubile people to be her sex slaves Mm -hmm. and she forces them to perform guys and dolls for her for eternity (laughs) oh and that's why she's dressed like that and they're just singing about how amazing she is and then like just begging her i mean they literally are like begging her to fuck in that song okay i think you nailed it can I no. chime in for a sec? Yeah, Brennan, please help. Okay. I, I, don't <laughs> have, I don't have... Okay, look, that's literally all I have. I don't have me. a specific plot guess, but I, w- I do think that Damien Chazelle saw this movie in previews before he started... Or saw this musical in previews before he started drafting La La Land. Oh, wow. <laughs> because... <laughs> I mean, especially the song at the end. It's about how she's chasing fame, and it lost her the guy. And men are the most important thing in a woman's life, so it just really affected her. Oh, <laughs> so this was was this her like my aunt lived in Paris moment? Yes, exactly. Like, um, yeah. She did not jump into the river, no. and she did the Emma Stone, and now she's married to what was that Thomas Hayden Church or something? Yeah. I don't remember. Uh, Hearts were not her strongest suit. <laughs> You know, I've been in LA no, for like, five years. It's been so long. <laughs> she, she's an Emma Stone who stayed with Finn Whitrock. This is who Lauren Ooh. Bacall is in this musical. Oh, Finn. Oh, Finn Whitrock. Oh, you just you literally, Michael just woke up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Well, <laughs> does anyone else have anything to add about 1981's fucking gay boondoggle the fan? <laughs> There's just so many things with this movie. It's so Michael, great. it seems like you have like a list of things you I want mean, to get off I your chest. About just, this I have so much, but it's like just very weird specific. <laughs> like how like I have written here that like Dougie really just wants a mom. Um so they believed he slit his own throat and set himself on fire. Okay. Um bad <laughs> inspector, bad. Um wouldn't the guy blowing him bite down when he got his throat slit? Yes, technically, yes. Um Sets gay guy and oh, I, I was that part really triggered me when he killed the the suitor and then set him on fire. Mm. I was like, he hates himself mm-hmm. so fucking much. Yep, the the lengths he's going through, and it's like it's it's actually kind of like in those moments it was really rough to watch because I'm just like, God, 
Like, yeah. Why do people think this is what it is to be a homosexual? Well, it's like he thinks that he has to go through all this to get to her. And it's just like, all you have to do is just like sort of take a carton of Doral's and like sort of shake it outside <laughs> the window. And eventually Sally will come running. Yeah. And like freeze dried coffee. Just, just sprinkle it like, around the ground and she'll like follow it. Bread she'll crumbs like, yeah. of coffee and cigarette Come cards. on. And we say this, we say this not oh. to disrespect Miss Bacall. She is a legend. Duly, you know. Rightfully so. There is but a, this is not her finest hour. There is a really funny coffee moment, and I'm blanking on it, where she, like the first thing she does in the one scene is like has a cup of coffee, and then like 10 minutes later, she's like, coffee's bad for you. Like, <gasps> you just asked for a cup. Sassy. Um, but my also my favorite line of the entire movie is when, um, what was Maureen Stapleton's character? Belle. Belle was in the hospital, mm-hmm. and their, her maid or... Elsa, was that her name? Yeah. When she's like, Elsa even learned to use a phone because she spoke a different language. She acted like in the 80s that meant she didn't know how to use yes. a telephone. I guess. <laughs> oh, boy. May? I, I'm just wondering, if, would you go back to your job after you got your face slashed? <laughs> Like, Would you be like, here's breakfast in bed, I'm back. <laughs> and I love that she like lays herself on the oh, bed. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I'm home. It's just like, hey, remember when you little... didn't listen to me about <laughs> your stalker? Anyway, and you like cut my, my face scars. Exactly. <laughs> I made you French toast. It's just like a little codependent relationship. A little. Lezzie's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it, it, it really beggars belief. Yes, it does. I don't get it. Uh, so all right. are there like, what's your? Do you have a girl now moment or anything? I, I mean, well, I mean, I think Nay really nailed the huge girl now, which is like that scene when Belle does show up back yeah. at work and she's like, "I brought you breakfast." You're just like, <laughs> like what? Like, do you have PTSD? Like, is she paying for counseling? Can we? Like, yeah. Are you there to ask for a settlement? Because <laughs> Did you ask for a raise at least? Yeah. <laughs> like seriously, I'm back and at the same dollar amount per hour. Right. Can we talk about her fucking bandages in the hospital? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the way they're wrapped around her head. Oh my God. I yeah. was laughing for like five minutes. Brian was in the other room. While I'm watching this movie because he's like, I'm out like two minutes into yeah. the movie. I don't blame Brian. And he that. hears me laughing and he's like, what the fuck is going on in there? I know. I know. They banished her up. She looked like Dark Man at the first. Like, but it was like, like she was like all like. But they were also like used. They looked like used bandages. I know. Like they. It was amazing. Uh, budget hospital. Um, uh, yeah, not not great. Not great for uh, for Maureen. But you know what? She still had a good year. 81 was a good year for Maureen. Did she win so. the Oscar right before it was released or the like the year after? You know, I don't I don't so know I the actual release date. It was released in like April of 80, March or April of 81, and the Oscars were probably like right around there. Yeah, right? or a little earlier, I think, right? They're always in the sort of the... February, March. Yeah, isn't that? That's so always funny. That always been the case? It's like Michael Caine winning an Oscar the year Jaws 4 came out. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, I think that this is Maureen's Jaws 4. For sure. Um... Does this movie merit a pride float? No. No. It really doesn't, mm-hmm. does it? Doesn't it's really, mind. like, there is, like, a very sour kind of vindictiveness about... There's a mean meanness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, I felt like somebody involved in the film was transferring their own self-hatred to this yeah. movie. Like, someone on that movie hated being gay. Hmm. But does never say never deserve a pride float? Ooh, absolutely, <sighs> Brennan with the hard questions. And it's the bed. I mean, pride floats that stage. I think, yeah, I think the pride float is just literally <laughs> Lauren Bacall on a bed surrounded by go-go that boys, bed. going like, 
hot love, baby tonight. <laughs> but then what happened? And like the two seconds, she looks at the audience and she's like, I'm going to fuck all of them. <laughs> and then and she's alone. And then she like literally two, <laughs> two bars later, two bars later, she's like, no love, baby tonight. And it's just like, what happened? Yeah, like you, you alienated you were four like, people. You were, you were fresh and ready. Been like there, what? Oh, I got all gay guys. <laughs> she like yeah. She literally turned around. And she looked and she was like, "Oh shit." <laughs> Me every time. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Oh my god. Okay. Well then, on that note, uh, why don't we do our little sign-offs then? Uh, Brennan, would you start us off? Oh sure. I know we're oh, mixing it up. We're going crazy. Okay. So you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at, at QueerWolfPod. You can also find us on Facebook. Just search Attack of the Queer Wolf. It's there. Um, find me on Twitter at It's Raining Brands. And I just, I just wanted to wrap up with my thoughts about the fan, which can be summed up in five words. It's a coffee lover's dream. Uh, <laughs> beautiful. <laughs> Nay, where can everybody find you on social media? Mm, you can find me on Instagram at Black Cupcake, mm. B-L-A-K-K-C-U-P-C-A-K-E. Mm. And my art Instagram is Gaudy Los Angeles, G-A-E. Ooh. Okay. Girl. Girl, G-A-U-D-Y Los Angeles. Thank you, Michael. Yeah. I'm on Twitter at Michael Ken Ken. I'm not going to plug my Instagram name. <laughs> my bot Instagram is at MichaelKenKen1. <laughs> my bot Instagram. And I'm Mark, and uh, I can be found on Twitter at, at SeniorTeenager and on Insta at SeniorTeen. Guys, thank you so much for Donate joining Donate to the us. Trevor Project. Oh, yes. Also, donate to the Trevor Project. <laughs> Nay, do you have a link that you'd like to share for the listeners? No. Okay. <laughs> That'll be right happening on, on social media. Yeah. It, we'll post on the social media. Okay. okay, maybe we'll cut this part. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, thank you so much for joining us. And as always, we just want to say thank you to our cishet overlords at Blumhouse thank for you. hosting us. Please undo our straps and let us go. <laughs> Can we eat? All right, until next time, queers. <laughs> Bye. 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 <laughs>